Welcome to Hacking Postgres, a podcast about extensions, extension creators, and other interesting and innovative things in the world of Postgres. I'm Ry Walker, founder of Tembo, a managed Postgres company. And today I'm here with Tim Sen from Dolt Hub. Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'd like to start, maybe you can give us a quick background. Uh, you know, where, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? And what were you doing before Postgres? Uh, so... I'm Canadian. Uh, I grew up kind of around Canada. I went to the University of Waterloo. I graduated in 2003 and started my career at Amazon. Uh, it was a pretty small company. Uh, when I started, there were about 400 engineers there. Um, so I think there's probably more than 400,000 engineers there now. So uh, pretty fun place to work early days. Um, kind of grew up there. Uh, left in 2013 to be the head of engineering at this tiny company called Snapchat. Uh, I was employee 18 there. I uh, worked there for a little over four years. Um, I left that job in 2017 and started this company. Uh, we, and so I've been doing that for a little over five years now. Cool. Do you remember when you first started using Postgres? I can't remember myself, but I'm curious if you remember. Uh, <laughs> It's interesting. I think, I think the first, I'm I'm not. Uh, we've used Postgres to back Dolt Hub initially, um, and I'll kind of explain what we're trying to do a little bit more probably later. Uh, the, but I never, you like I you know I used it through interfaces. The first time that I got kind of deeply familiar with it is so Dolt. The initial version is MySQL compatible, not not Postgres compatible. So, apologize for that on this What's podcast. Okay? Uh, there's a there's a reason for it. Um, but uh, so obviously, a lot of people through the five years that Dolt's been available have come and asked for a Postgres version, and um, we built a PG dump to MySQL dump converter that we also open sourced, and so. I wrote all the a lot of tests for that and was bug fixing it. So that was kind of the first time I got deeply familiar with the Postgres syntax and ecosystem, and actually probably ran it myself on my yeah. machine. Were you? Did you build Dolt the original version while at another company, or did you did you go and just uh, was it a startup from the beginning of the project? Well, so we 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 started Dolt Hub because we wanted a place on the internet to share data. Yeah. Uh, and we thought that the reason one of those places didn't exist is because you couldn't branch and merge and clone yeah. and do all the things you could with databases that you could do with source code. Um, and so we initially, so we, we started a company to do that and we didn't start a company to build Dolt. Dolt was kind of the, the answer to that yeah. problem that we thought we would, we would Got test. It. And so. You started Dolt, what year did you say it was 2017? So I quit in 2017. Yeah. We, I was kind of, uh, I left Snapchat on Friday. I started this company on Monday. By Friday, I was like, eh, I'm not sure I really want to do this right now. Uh, and then I, uh, so I kind of kicked the startup along in the background, like incorporated it, got all the bank account, TIN number, all that kind of stuff. And then my two co-founders there, Brian, left their jobs in, June, July of 2018, and we started this on August 6th of 2018. Oh, okay. So we've been doing it a little over five years. Yeah, yeah. So did you have you raised venture capital? Yep, 
uh, we've raised $23 million. Uh, we have about 11 million left. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. This isn't one of those kind of calls. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's good. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, so when did you, when did you start integrating, uh, or I guess when did adults support Postgres rather than try to convert from Postgres? <laughs> right. So, um, so we, we just launched Dolt GraphQL, a ver uh, version of Dolt that it uh, uses a Postgres client to connect to it. Um, it is not a Postgres extension. It's its own standalone database. And then we can go into great detail about why that is. Um, the And that just launched on November 1st. Awesome. How hard was it to make? Well, so... We started, we've been thinking about the project for over a year, like of planning, uh, exploring foreign data wrappers, all a bunch of different uh, techniques to pull this off. And we started the project for real in, let's call it like July 1. So to go from nothing to something like a very early alpha launch was three or four months. Yeah. So... Okay, so not not too not terribly uh, not a super long uh, adventure uh, to well, get so there. The way, yeah, the way it works is it it part it takes the it implements the Postgres client protocol and then it parses the SQL that comes in into an abstract syntax tree and then it does a conversion of that abstract syntax syntax tree to the type of abstract that abstract syntax for ASD, ASD that uh that dole letter stands and so then at that beyond that point it's dolt analyzer dolt storage yeah so tell, tell me about the is this storage sort of like um files uh parquet or like yeah how do you how do you store the data um, well so that's that's the novel thing about dolt so um we we took a, a novel data structure from another open source project called Noms. Uh, they had built a content addressed B tree, which they call a prolly tree. Um, so at the core of every OLTP database, there's B trees. Uh, the thing a content addressed B tree gets you is that you can compare two of them in order time of the differences. So if they're the same, right, they have the same content address. If they're different, you walk the tree on both sides to find the different content addresses and then at the leaves, that's where the data actually is. And then you can find the data that's okay. actually there. So it's, um, it's, it's really like files. It's not, you're not like a, it's not like a data lake sort of structure. It's, you, it's a proprietary, not proprietary, but like a binary storage engine for. Right. Uh, those, those data. end up in what we call chunk files, zip chunk files yeah. on disk, but it is from the ground up. Uh, proprietary, yeah. not a proprietary, like open source yeah. storage format. Uh, the uh, novel. How about novel? Novel, novel. Yeah, novel. Wrong <laughs> word. Uh, the, yeah. um, and so with that that data structure. So as you, you know, uh, most software adult, most people listening to this podcast probably are aware that the core functionality that you need for version controlling anything is the ability to produce a fast diff because wow. all the functionality use like merge two of these things together is all based on computing a diff and then applying the diff on either side yeah. of the merge. And so, um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, so that, that's why 
uh, it needs to be its own database. It can't, or at least in the Postgres case, we did explore, it would need to be its own storage engine. It would, uh, like yeah. its own foreign data wrapped wrap storage engine. Yep. Okay. So, um, yeah, we should probably jump up one level. I realize now I know what Dolt is and you know what Dolt is, but right. we didn't exactly describe it. Uh, you said if, if it's a, as if uh, Git and MySQL had a baby, but it's now it's a, if, if Git and Postgres, Postgres or MySQL had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so Dolt is a a version controlled uh, SQL database. Uh, it's MySQL compatible. Uh, it launched one zero in May, so it's ninety nine point nine nine percent correct against a suite of six million uh, tests that SQL logging tests that uh, SQLite built. Uh, it's about one point one times slower than. MySQL on writes and about 2.2 times slower than MySQL on reads. And so it's got OLTP level performance, but it also has version control features. And so uh, you can diff branch merge uh, all the Git idioms that you're used to. Uh, in the SQL context, the, the write operations are exposed as procedures. Um, so you would call dolt checkout, for instance, call dolt underscore checkout with arguments. Um, so it models the git command line in through procedures. The read operations are either exposed as system tables, custom system tables like dolt underscore log. Um, and then the uh, there's also some SQL functions. So um, if you want to diff two commits, for instance, you would call dolt diff and pass in the two uh, commits and those would produce a table. So it's a table function. So basically it is, there's these novel version control features on top of your standard SQL database. If you never make a Dolt commit, um, it looks exactly like a Postgres or MySQL database. It's just a head, uh, a single head. What's the, um, you know, what are the use cases that you find uh, getting the most traction on this? Uh, where does it work? Where, where do you, I guess, where are people loving it and, and where is it perhaps sure. not the right fit? I'm curious. I'm sure you have Yeah, so our, cano our canonical customer is this customer called uh, Turbine. Uh, they do okay. cancer cell simulations. Uh, they uh, a, a cancer cell simulation is about 50 to 100 gigs. They uh, simulate about 50 different cancer cells. Uh, and before Dolt, they had they were putting their, their data in MongoDB. Um, but at, as you can imagine, uh, they have a number of researchers that are making changes at the same time to the data and one canonical copy of the data wasn't enough for them to iterate fast on development and so uh so they use they use branches emerges uh and they'll have whole teams of researchers modifying a simulation which usually means modifying the schema uh, on a branch for six months and then that works better than the current one, they'll merge it in. And so you get, um, the way I describe it is anywhere where your configuration, your data is more like configuration that looks like code where you're, you're building data. So like a catalog, um, the other, uh, we have a number of, uh, video game companies. So modern video games have many, many gigs of configuration, like the chest to operate, the strength of this monster. Um, and putting that into Dolt and then using that as part of the development pipeline uh, is a common use case. The third use case is as a machine learning feature store. So um, 
whenever you build a model, you create a tag, uh, that's an immutable object. So then you can just, uh, you can refer to that and get reproducibility or models based on that tag. And so those are the kind of the three core use cases. Yeah, we wouldn't recommend, yeah, go ahead. We wouldn't recommend it as like a high throughput, like something to back a website. Like it, the features are less compelling there. Um, that really you're talking about developer efficiency or the ability to recover from a bad query, um, at the cost of some throughput. And so, um, so eventually we think it's just a better mousetrap. Uh, but, um, right now I, you know, uh, we'll take, we'll take video game configuration feature stores. Yeah. Okay. That makes, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. There's, um, are people using it? Um, I don't know. Like I, I think of like the Postgres foreign data wrapper, like I could keep some of my data in adult table and, and like sync it into my, let's call it my transactional database, um, you know, for the, for the, to productionize it, I guess. Um, have you, have you seen any of that happening where people are, or how do they get it into, uh, um, yeah, into, into use, I guess. Um, well, so or, you know, uh, could, people, people run it as OLTP, right? So it, it does have pretty good, yeah. you know, yeah, just not, 2X. Yeah, not great. It, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not perfect, but it, uh, so yeah. usually people just run it as their primary, but, um, we do have customers that pull the data out as, and basically export and do a, a build process to put it in some sort of hot cache or something. Uh, you can, um, set dole up as a replica of MySQL. And so, yeah, uh, we have a, a couple that just launched in early this year. So we have a couple customers that basically, uh, and in that mode, every trans right, every right transaction you make on your MySQL primary becomes a commit in Dolt. And so you can, you get full, uh, audit log of every cell in the database, basically. Yeah. I mean, I, I could imagine there'd be like certain tables that I might care to have history on, you know, but, uh, well, I right. guess, like, I guess there's different use cases for this, but like, if I wanted to have if my use case was I want to have, you know, a good history of how this thing has changed, uh, that would be one. I love, you know, fast fast forks, you know, uh, is another obviously important exactly. thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, brand, there's two two levels of write isolation you can have, right? You can make a branch, which means it's sitting there on your primary, but it's write isolated. If you write to it, it's, you. but if you make a, if you write, make a long running query, that's obviously going to take up resources and potentially slow down your database, but you can also clone, right? Which is the decentralized way of doing it, which is what you're talking about, like fast forking, which is like, I just want a copy of this on my local desktop. I want to play with the data, do whatever I want to do with it. Um, and don't support both of those things. And then how important is, um, you know, I, I click on Dolt Hub and discover databases and I see like lots of, uh, <clears throat> lots of databases. I don't know how many, it, it seems like an endless scrolling number of databases. Is this like a, is this like for demo or is this actually a big part of the, of the value proposition to have like public, like public or semi-public or just shared data published? Um, how important that's is where that we started. Them? Uh, that's this problem we tried to solve. Uh, I think we might've been a little, uh, jump skipped a few steps, like uh, version control of source code came out in the seventies and we only got really a thriving open source community, <laughs> uh, maybe late nineties. Uh, so, um, we do, so it's we, there. Yeah. 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 We built, um, for, for a while we built novel data sets using what this 
process called data bounties where we would publish schema and we'd say, we'll pay $10,000 for any accepted, uh, we'll divide up $10,000 prize for, uh, uh, based on the amount of data that you submit. Um, and so we've built like a, a very popular hospital price transparency data set. Um, uh, and so, uh, so there is novel data on there. The, uh, the place where we're starting to get a little bit of traction on data sharing is in stock market data. There's this guy, Postno Preference. He's one of our early customers. He published it. He's been publishing for three or four years now. Um, rates, options, option pricing. Um, so it's kind of more advanced databases uh, than update daily on stock market data. So, um, so it, you know, it's there. It's not, uh, it, we think eventually it could be a big piece of what we do. Um, it all works, uh, but it's not, uh, but we're really, we kind of consider ourselves a database company, not a, yeah. not a data company. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so building the Postgres version of this, what, what were the biggest challenges, challenges you faced, uh, during that project? Right. So, so we've been thinking about Postgres for a long time. Obviously I think, um, maybe a better place to start is why is MySQL in the first place? Um, yeah. because, uh, so, uh. So we're the, so uh, NOMS, the storage engine that we built on top of at first was written in Golang. And so, uh, Dolt itself was, was a command line program like Git. Like you, the idea was you would build it or you would download it and you'd run it like Git. You'd run Dolt add where you'd run Git add. So, um, when we were at, and then, so we, it, it initially didn't have SQL. It was just, it was uh. its own format. And then. Um, customers came and they're like, well, like data is best expressed as SQL, both schema and I want to be able to like query what's inside this thing. And so, um, we wanted to add a, a SQL interface and Postgres there's in the MySQL open source ecosystem, there's this project called Vitesse, which is used by the, the it's maintained by the folks at planet scale, which and we, we love them. Um, they, uh, that's a pure Go implementation of the SQL, the MySQL wire protocol and parser. Um, and so we could take Vitesse and, uh, and then there was another source project called Go MySQL server, which was a pure Go implementation of the MySQL analyzer and, and where you could plug a, with pluggable storage. And so we could get a pure Go implementation of MySQL's wire protocol. So for basically free. Now it wasn't, you know, very correct. It was about 90% correct. Um, but we, you know, we could add it quickly and we could maintain Dolt as a single binary that you downloaded, right? The, the deployment install story was very clear. Whereas when we investigated how to do this with Postgres, it would have been, uh, something like, uh, a file based foreign data wrapper where you would have to install Postgres and then pointed at like it would be a complicated install process yeah. for a user it wouldn't be this seamless download a single binary make some import your data run sql on it and so um so our my co-founder aaron is a huge postgres fan i think he was lobbying for postgres but the the deployment story didn't really make sense at the time yeah. um plus we were we were kind of considering sql an add-on not the core feature. Um, so, uh, so that's why we chose MySQL is for the deployment story, uh, that, yeah. so that over the, over the, since it don't launched in August, 2019, 
obviously the first thing people want. I want I want a Postgres flavor. I want an Oracle SQL flavor. I want a SQL Server flavor. Uh, and so, um, so we've been talking about like revisiting the the file based foreign data wrapper approach. The so a lot. I'd say the hardest project, the hardest part of the of doing Doltgress was figuring out how to do it. Was it going to be a file based foreign data wrapper? Was it going to be like a fork of Postgres itself. Uh, and there's reasons for that, like, uh, and I'll kind of, then I can kind of get into, or were we going to use Dolt's SQL engine and uh, storage and then just expose a, uh, like the Postgres flavor of SQL. And yeah. so basically you connect with a Postgres client, but it has not, it's its own database. It's not Postgres itself. Uh, and so after some kind of deep investigation, we we went with the the last option, which is don't make Doltgress is its own database, but it implements the Postgres flavor of information schema, SQL, all that stuff. Um, I I the and so part the reason for that was we couldn't re, so the way that Dolt exposes version control functionality is through procedures, uh, system t- custom system tables. And the extension interfaces that you have in Postgres were hard to modify in a way where we could keep the same version control interface, right? Uh-huh. So we would we had a we had a hard time figuring out with if it was a a foreign da- uh, file based foreign data wrapper how you would say uh, switch branches. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, or, or like even maintain, like expose that the concept of a branch to Postgres because Postgres doesn't really well know what that is, doesn't expect that. And so yeah. there was a lot more that we would need to invent to be able to make it, make it use the Postgres SQL. Yeah. End. So, so like, uh, you said originally, like you thought, you know, the SQL interface was a, you know, a secondary interface. Is it has it become the primary interface for most users, or would you Absolutely. say that? Like, yeah, like we're a database company now. Like a, part of the yeah. thing is like, I, I'm not sure if people will be watching this, but I I have gray hair. I'm <laughs> I'm not. Uh, and one of the yeah, uh, one of the one of the things that they uh, uh, that you know you're taught as a software engineer is never build a database, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so. Uh, so we tried to build a data sharing tool and got suckered into building a database. Uh, yeah. And so, um, so they, so, but but that being said, you know, now that now that we're deep on this journey and we have what we consider a production grade OLTP database, um, we're excited that we're there, right? Like, uh, and we think the world world can be a better place for this. Like, uh, certainly makes data sharing and open data much more feasible and compelling yeah so so like for a a new uh a new doltgress user you would would you even mention the cli or is it just like that's like uh that's more of a legacy uh, interface or is it like hey maybe you want this too you know well so so we've made the conscious choice with doltgress to not implement the dolt cli Um, so the doltgress the user interface is very simple you download it you run doltgress it opens up a port on 5432 
and yeah. you connect a Postgres client to it, PGP SQL or whatever, and then you run SQL commands. Um, and so we think in the long run, um, the way we'll differentiate Dolt and Doltgress is Doltgress will be a version control database and Dolt will be Git for data, which could yeah. all can also be a version control database. Um, and so, uh, you know, we find that customers, especially coming to these new concepts, they get confused fairly easily with, uh, with the, oh, the, is it a command line? Is like, should I use the command line? Should I use the SQL interface? And so with, with Doltgress, it's, it's, it's just, just the SQL interface. Um, are they, are there any, uh, big milestones coming up for Doltgress that you're looking forward to? Absolutely. So one of the, the, one of the first questions we get asked is, okay, I love the features. I really want to use it. How's the performance? Uh, and so we become very good at, um, comparing MySQL and Dolt performance. So as I said, like we use Sysbench, uh, we understand the MySQL knobs that we need to turn to make it perform the best or, uh, yeah. and then, uh, or at least perform in a similar fashion to Dolt. Um, and so I'm really excited to run those same Sysbench tests uh, with Dolt against Postgres because then we can kind of by comparison compare the MySQL to Postgres, which I think is sort of an unanswered performance question uh and so i'm uh i'm kind of excited i'm both excited to see how dolt does in comparison to postgres but i'm also uh very excited to kind of answer the question that i've had which is like which one of these databases is faster uh and so um i'm kind of excited to see how that that comes out and that should be zach started is first we're working on correctness tests and then performance tests are next got it yeah yeah that's it's a lot of work to to do that stuff and do it right and make sure you're correct and like right. A, no, it's one of these things. Like I, we were we were talking about this yesterday. Like we, you know, we were on like Yugabyte's website. They're public. They publish Sysbench tests. Uh, like a lot of people run Sysbench, but people don't run Sysbench. It's hard to. It, it's like oh, on OLTP insert, it's 30, 34 TPS on Sysbench, but it doesn't on the same hardware. It doesn't give you a benchmark against say Postgres. And so you're like, yeah. okay, is that good or bad? You have a hard time. And the reason people don't do that is because the setting up a database and putting it, putting on a bunch of different hardware and figuring out what the best way to kind of explain performance is, is, is fraught with peril. Yeah. Um, you open yeah, yourself you, up to being like, you didn't test yeah. it right. Yeah. Right. Right. And if you set up, I mean, you could set up Postgres to be I mean, with a few tweaks of some variables, you can set it up to perform worse, right? So the question is, did you tune your competitor as, as well <laughs> exactly. as you tuned your own? Like, no, I didn't tune my competitor as well as I tuned ours, you know? Like, well, so like a good example for us is, um, so our benchmarks run on AWS, on an EC2 host backed by EBS. Uh, and so um, it's a network attached disk. And that's because... The way that we kind of explain that to customers is that, uh, well, so like if you use host adult or AWS RDS to run MySQL or adult, then that's kind of what you're getting. That's the architecture and that's kind of what most people use in production. So that's kind of, now adult is far less sensitive to disk latency than MySQL. And so if you run the same sysbench tests on your MacBook, for instance, where that has SSD, 
MySQL performs much, much better um, because yeah. just like because the it, it's more sensitive to disk latency. So that you know, you you open your this is the kind of thing that you're um, opening your questions. You're opening opening yourself up to answer. Um, but these are all interesting things for people to know and to talk about. So I'm you know I'm happy. Yeah. So. So I noticed that, you know, the core project looks like it's Apache 2. Um, has anyone else offered managed uh, Dolt? Uh, Not yet. MySQL? I think we would, uh, we would, I, I think we would consider that a win. Uh, that means yeah. it's popular enough and that, uh, <laughs> that people, people think they can make money off of uh, hosting it. So the, uh, uh, the, so that, uh, that would be great. But um, yeah, no one has, no one does offer managed managed all other than us yeah I don't, okay uh well good uh, you know this is i don't know if there's anything i i should have asked that i didn't ask uh i'd, I'd love to you know a couple I, I i always like to ask people like uh do you listen to podcasts and if so what are your favorite podcasts uh i'm a big podcast listener so i listen i've listened to a ton of podcasts i'm i've never driven my car to work in my career so um uh, on my walking commute i've ever since my the first generation iPod I've been listening to podcasts um I'd say the, the early classic is econ talk and then uh I've uh, and Bill Simmons those were the two that I kind of started and with and then over time I've kind of phased out econ talk and more like Derek Thompson's uh what's the name of that you can search for it I forget okay. the name yeah. of it but it's yeah, another I don't one, know that but, one either um I don't listen to very much tech podcast the other yeah. one that i've been doing recently is the history of rome which is like mm. 200 hours or something and i think i'm a, yeah i think i'm i think i'm at trajan so that's like 120 ad or something so they got like 280 years left of rome uh, that's awesome yeah i listen to uh, yeah i like some i like history uh podcast too um history that doesn't suck is one that I just recently discovered and I'm listening to. Have you heard that? It's like all about American history. So it's probably not very interesting to you. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I'm much. American now. I live in Santa Monica, ah, California, okay. but the, uh, um, well, maybe the, uh, maybe Dan Carlin is the king, uh, but he only yeah. puts out like one pot podcast a year. So <laughs> whenever I see that drop in my, in my podcast, Oh, it's immediate. Listen, immediate. Listen, well, the world war one, one, I've never listened to, I've never had a more, enthralling podcast experience i don't think uh, yeah, yeah mind-blowing i know and it's so funny you know i talk to my kids so i'm like oh yeah i just listened to a six-hour podcast on uh on the gen just con you know and, yeah. and they're like what are you doing like uh yeah it's yeah he's he's so great yeah so hardcore history everybody go go listen to that next and the, uh, the thing i'd <laughs> the thing i'd ask this community the postgres community to do is please tell us what you want um, mm -hmm. from a version control in Postgres. Um, so the, I know like Postgres is about as good as Dolt was for MySQL two years ago. Uh. And so I, we have a playbook to kind of get Doltgress to where Dolt is. Um, but there's things we can prioritize that, uh, for instance, like one of the things that we released later that we could do first is we could make Dolt Gress 
consume the write ahead log and be a just be a like a version control replica of yeah. Postgres. And so um we could run fast on that ahead on that and that sort of prioritize insert updates uh correctness uh schema correctness over sort of the read path um and make the read path more oh it's like exploratory and the idea there is like the customer or the operator runs a bad query on your primary you can find it and writes continue right you can literally isolate the query create a patch patch back on your primary right um yeah so uh so that would be my the one thing i would ask this audience to kind of just and and then also just star a repo tell us that that you're interested in it yeah well good yeah um appreciate that uh has have you had have you had uh i don't know you said november 1st and uh have you had much of a reaction yet or are you um it, it got a I reached lot of, out <laughs> yeah. well you you, uh, you you found us uh no uh we uh it got it got into the top 10 on hacker news so it definitely was uh drove a lot of traffic to the website and interest um got about 550 github stars uh, our main core project has about 16,000 but um yeah so it, it's definitely it the thing about it is is our our customer base there's a has told us this is we're going to continue to invest in it so it's not uh, it's just a, it's really how much what percentage of the 16 people we have working on dolt should i yeah. dedicate to to dolt dress awesome well it was it was great to have you on. Uh, this is uh, this is actually episode ten. You know, the last episode for the season. We're gonna take a break over the holidays. Uh, appreciate you uh, bookending it for us, and we'd love to have you back on later if uh, you know as as Dolt Grass progresses and there's more to talk about. It was uh, great to meet you. Yeah, one hundred percent. It was uh, it was awesome. Thank you. All right, all right. Thanks, Tim. Okay.